It is 9.34. One of my favorite parts of the week is when Barb Lamson comes in and we talk gardening. Because as many of you know, I love gardening and uh, Barb might even love it even more because she's been doing it for longer than I have. Good morning, Barb. Hey, good morning, Karen. And you know, this is, the weather is amazing, isn't it? It's I'm, weird. Yeah, it, <laughs> it is weird. I can't complain, but I do find myself complaining because, <laughs> you know, I worry about... Um, I think the frost may be out of the ground. That is really worrying me because I was waiting t- for the frost to uh, get, you know, it, to freeze really hard. And it wasn't just but a month ago, I think, that I actually put the mulch on finally because it was finally frozen. So, right. And then the one yard here in Mankato, I didn't get any mulch on. So my worry is if it, it thaws now because the frost is out of the ground and then it freezes again, that's going to really be harmful for some of those plants. So I might lose a bunch. Well, yeah, Dave and I were talking about this this morning. And when I got up, it almost looked like the grass looked greener today. Uh, well, yeah, it's when this is warm and it's going to be up to 50 by a week or so. I know. So uh, I don't, I'm just recognizing that that's going on. And then I start thinking about all those tulips and daffodils and things I planted last fall. Yes. And that they are covered up nice and snug. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, you know, with the, the daffodils and the tulips, they put their bloom up first. Right. And if we would get a cold snap, that bloom would freeze. And it wouldn't kill the plant, but you wouldn't have any we blooms. We won't have any blooms in the spring because I planted a whole bunch of new lilies last fall. I planted uh, tulips and daffodils and all you know, all sorts of things last fall thinking, well, in the spring it's going to be great. But mm-hmm. you, like you said, if they come up and then we get this cold snap, which is likely because we're still January, um, mm-hmm. they, they'll all be killed. And same with like the little pips of my hostas. If they come up, I mean, they, if they freeze, they can come back, but then they come back a little scraggly. Yes. And, yeah. 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 You know, uh, when I was still in Georgia, I was working in the flower bed I have there and and the cannas which we don't have to dig and bring even because they're zone eight. Out there, down there. So we leave them. But they go dormant just on their own because it gets drier. Okay. And 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 they go dormant. And so I'd cut off those tops and here at the bottom there's new growth coming, nice neat you know, green growth and I um and I said to my daughter, Now you can do this, do me a big favor if you would haul some more leaves back here and try and keep this thing covered because they are going between um, it was 70 degrees and then it drops down and they've got frost, light frost and that is really hard on the plants. It is. Any of that new growth that starts coming or any of those things that are in a more protected area that hadn't went dormant at all that their, their foliage freezes so um I guess this isn't uh, uh, a life and death type thing to worry about when you think of the people that, you know, have flooding and oh, right. avalanches and all these other kinds of things. But for a gardener, it does give us a bit of a bit of pause to wonder about what is the spring going to be like. And I was just thinking how dry it is, you know, it 
we've had very barely any snow and you know it takes uh let's see one inch of snow uh, 10 inches of snow is one inch of rain and right. we haven't even had i don't think 10 inches of snow so i mean this no. has been so dry and we had three years in a row that have been dry what is this going to mean we don't have that reserve in the spring it's going to be really tough for for farmers for gardeners yes. for people counting on aquifers i mean it's going to be it's it's yeah. getting to be scary kind of for i don't know you know i was watching a um a special last night, um, and it was in Arizona, and they were talking about lithium is a uh, product that's really in demand all over the world, and we have a lot of lithium. For the batteries. Mm-hmm. For the batteries, but uh, to manufacture it, to get it out of the ground, it takes so much water, and they're running these aquifers down to nothing. So there's a big, there's always going to be this big thing between um, the corporate world and those people that want to manufacture things, and they want the water, and those that are growing things that are so dependent on it. And this reporter was saying that when a lot of those laws were written, like in Arizona, was a hundred years ago. So they didn't have those problems to think about then. That's right. They didn't. They didn't. But now they do because, and and now you can follow with all the sophisticated equipment we have for measuring the moisture in the soil. They are doing that and they're just, it, it's bad. It's dry. It's dry all over. And uh, this is going to be a problem with, they have to change up their laws and they have to uh, maybe look at how you farm or if you're using water, how you can use that better because it's not just for today, it's for future generations. Well, you know, it's interesting you mentioned that because I have noticed in some of the catalogs, I get a lot of garden catalogs, which I know you do too. Yes. Some of them are specifically marketing for low water plants, low input plants. I mean, it'll say right on the cover, hey, these are drought resistant low water because the concern across not only you know just certain parts but it's becoming wider spread and so they're marketing that and offering up these options which i think is good so if you can plant some of these low input low water things that that, that's better but i like that the fact that they're saying we we recognize this and we want you to right because if they just put out all the pretty ones and you don't know anything you just be like i want just the pretty ones yeah i mean they're pretty some of them but maybe not as it's very selfish to think yes. you have to have this pretty plant and then it's using up all this moisture and that yeah uh, which brings me to i wanted to talk just a little bit about a seed catalog i have okay and i'm very disappointed with it Uh-oh. and i thought i would get your input too you know um I don't get a lot of seed catalogs, but I do get a few that I have used and and not thought too much about it until I decided uh, there were some daylilies I wanted to order. Mm-hmm. And they were on sale, and so I picked out the ones I wanted. I picked out three. I thought, this is really, really special. And I wrote up the order, and... Uh, I guess I wasn't too shocked that it was uh, fourteen ninety five or fifteen ninety five for shipping, and I thought, well, okay, yeah, uh, you know, anything. Going- but you thought because you got a discount on the plants, right? Was yeah, it like forty yeah. percent off or something? Yeah, yeah, they, they were. And then I read the small print, 
And the small print said, and I thought I would share this, this is under our guarantee to you. And, and what, how many people actually read the small print? Not, yeah. Not a lot. And then when they, when they write something like that and they've got, it, they've got a box around it, and I thought, oh, this is good. And it starts out with, your, your satisfaction is important to us. If there are any issues with your product you receive, please keep all the contents and packaging and contact us within 24 hours. But then I continued to read, and it said plant material purchased at 35% off or more is not guaranteed. So anything on sale, right. which is probably what you'd want to buy. It was. It oh was. My goodness. Yes. Um, nor, nor, there's a nor here, Uh-oh. nor are plants lost to weather conditions. Oh my goodness. <laughs> nor poor winter protection, nor disease, nor pests, nor damage of other of any other conditions. So what's the reason you would get your money back then? There you, is none. You, you absolutely wouldn't. And then in another place here it says, you know, if you are thinking of asking for your money back, they need a picture of the plant and they need you to send the remains. You're kidding. So you have to pay the postage to send back this yeah, dead plant yeah, in the mail? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I was, I was so... And who's dis- going to do that? They figure, well, nobody's going to do that. Yeah. So I figured out what this would cost me, and I thought, well, this isn't a deal. This is... Why would you say that anything that's on sale, at least for uh, 35% off or more, wasn't warranted. Shouldn't that be as good as something that that regular, that the, you know? Well, to I, me, that sends up a red flag saying, well, if you buy it on sale, are you getting not the best quality stuff? Because they realize this, well, we're just going to kind of give you these seconds. They're on sale. Right. You know, that's what it almost made me think in my head when you said that. Yes. And when you're dealing, now, this company is in Wisconsin. So then I took a no- look at another sale catalog, that or another catalog, seed catalog. Okay. It's, it's published by the same company. Oh, well, you know, a lot of them are. And, well, I was so surprised. And it had the same thing. Um, Plant material purchased at 35% uh, or more, they won't guarantee. And this one is like a seed catalog. Now, is it from the same company? It is. It is. This is from Randolph, Wisconsin. So is one is for more of the plants and one's more for the seeds then? Yeah. Oh. And, And I was so disgusted with them, I thought, jeepers. And here it says also on your order, if you want to upgrade like your plant if you're ordering plants right you need to put in an extra $45.90 what $45.90 for, for postage yeah for postage yeah extra wow. oh my god right okay uh, there just seemed like um uh, like there was so many stipulations in this and so um wow i'm gonna uh, drop them a little email and tell them you can keep your don't don't waste the paper on me i don't want this anymore i won't be ordering anything from you anybody that doesn't guarantee all their stuff and if something's on sale right it should it should be warranty just like if it wasn't although i do know that sometimes at the end of the year like a local nursery when they sell some of their stuff at the very end of the year and stuff like 50% off or more sometimes I don't know if they don't 
guarantee those or not. I'm not sure, but... Well, if they were worried about the weather, that would be one thing. Right. But then they should tell people that the chances of you getting this to grow, um, you're going to have to use special uh, everything. Soil has to be perfect and ready for them. You have to be watering them diligently and be sure you cover them so they don't freeze. I mean, at least, you know, help people because... Not everybody's been um, gardening forever. Yes, or got went through the master gardener course. Yeah, well, yeah. And yeah. I, honestly, Barb, I don't necessarily read all the fine print in those either because I've ordered from catalogs for so long, right? And different things, so I just assume they're all similar. Yeah, and you look at certain things, and when you say, you know, we're not happy until you're happy, you know, and please yeah. let us know. Or hundred percent guarantee. <laughs> yeah, right. What does that mean, right? Right, right. That's oh, Barb, I'm glad you brought that up because that's something I hadn't noticed. One thing I have noticed in some of the seed catalogs are the seeds of prices have gone way up. Yes, and in the stores too. Okay. I have I've I've been shopping and um I thought, you know, is this gonna be the year since it's so nice that everybody's gonna go buy their seeds early because they're gonna say um they're gonna get sold out. And so if you're looking for a, a certain variety or something and you really want that, um, I know you um, look for a special varieties of vegetables and sure. things, Karen. Mm-hmm. And I did too. So I went and bought what I wanted. And uh, there were some things that the store had on sale, but they weren't these ones that I wanted. Right, the, <laughs> the, 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 the variety that you wanted. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So, so that didn't work out for me. But I also... Also bought um, another um, seed starting tray. Okay, mine. You know those things get they're plastic. They get old and and. Oh, I, I've I've gone to the point of I take uh, duct tape. They've got that duct tape that's like metal. It's got metal in it or something. Really? And so I patch I patch mine up because I just can't. I don't like to throw any more plastic away than I have to. If I'm no, I don't it. either. But yeah. sometimes. They're they're just uh, you know mine sit in the greenhouse and oh, the sun get, it, it just it. yeah it, they just crack you just yep. go to lift something up and it just falls apart it's yep. it's not good but so I've been doing a few of those things and also I made a list of seeds that I do have I don't want to buy any more than I absolutely have to especially at today's prices well in some of them you got to <coughs> look this never used to be the the an issue, you'd buy it and you'd have plenty. You know, I remember you'd buy a packet of carrots, uh, seeds. Oh, yes. And, you know, you'd make a 100-foot row. I mean, do you have that much room? I don't anymore. But now they'll come, some will say five seeds per pack, eight seeds per pack, ten seeds per pack. I'm shocked, yes. Right. And honestly, a lot of cases, that's enough for me. But also, then I look at the price and they're, they're just... They're more than they ever were. Ever, right, right. Yeah. And, and so, you know, you got to look at those things. But, you know, if for example, I like the tomato berry, and they come in packets of eight or ten seeds, and I don't need any more than that. Sure. But i got to trust that if I start them, they're all going to grow or, or or else. Because what if you get these eight seeds and you don't have good germination, for example? Sure. So, you know, that's the one advantage of getting a lot of seeds, at least, and you have a chance of I, having... I agree. You feel a lot better about that. The other thing about getting extra seeds is that you can have different starting times. If you space them a couple of weeks apart, right. then you'll have bloom much longer, especially if you're going for bloom. If, I think as gardener, we're going to need to... Uh, maybe team up and buy seeds together. So I'll, I'll have to buy some. And I know I've done this with, with Harvey where I'll mm-hmm. say, hey, Harvey, get this kind of tomato or something, and then I'll give him some money for the seeds and he starts it for me. But I mean, I think we're going to have to maybe think of some of those things. If you have somebody you can share with, that might be a good idea. 
Exactly, exactly. And don't be afraid to, to start gardening. I mean, we're, we're talking about things that can happen, but for the most part, um, these things don't happen. There, there isn't a problem with an order, or, or you can find the seeds that you want. And that The main thing is if you're a new gardener, spend a lot of time on improving your soil, planting in the right spot. You need sunlight. You absolutely do. You don't have to have full sunlight, which is eight hours a day, but for some things, six hours is great plenty. So know what what the requirements are for your plant. And, you know, the other thing, if you're a beginner, too, if you've got a place in your yard, maybe it's really sunny, but maybe there's also a lot of tree roots around there. Mm-hmm. It's difficult to grow things in places that are, have a lot of tree roots. So maybe think of a raised bed. Yeah, And they're getting more and more common and more and more popular, and they've got great drainage. I've had really good luck with those raised beds for quite a few years now, and I would highly recommend them. Plus, they kind of keep things neat. Yes, I I agree. I think that is um, a solution, especially if you're putting in annuals. It's a little harder if you got perennials because you prob they're probably not deep enough for some of these perennials that we the roots go down. Mine are twelve inches deep though, so are they twelve inches? Yep, I know there's some that are just use like maybe six inch boards, and I don't think that's deep enough. But no, but I've got those. um, They're metal. They're that corrugated, galvanized stuff. I've seen those. Yeah, they're very nice. they're, they're nice no and maintenance um, yeah. and I do put by the way sometimes the critters that like to dig underneath will come and like take bites out of your carrots or things so I put a hardware cloth with the small holes you know that's like the metal oh, yes. and underneath and that seems to help yeah isn't that something you have to think about <laughs> uh, what's in the ground and yeah we were talking last night um, uh, our neighbor said that uh, there was an owl in the tree across the street from us and it had hooted all night long and I said to Dave well you know I think an owl is good because yeah. aren't they carnivores don't they voles shrews yeah, yeah that's, good. that's what I was telling him I said uh, you know I I would invite him to my tree and yeah. I would hope he would you know be looking for for things there because I don't think that they don't eat uh, bird seed or anything like that oh no no, no. they're they're definitely get the little critters and that's what Al Bat has always told me I said you know what I'm going to do with this I got this problem with voles you know I put traps out all the places he said you just need a big old owl in the yard so yeah consider yourself lucky barb yeah i i do i do and i said to my neighbor except if you have your little puppies yeah <laughs> be well, careful yeah right right at least when when the puppies come um they do not chase birds i mean they run out but i'm saying if you have a little puppy the owl could chase them and, oh yeah, yeah yeah well that is true yes yeah. as do the um uh, when we go down to the park to lions park the geese so they're 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 oh. not prairie to them too because they will turn on them and and boy bella who's the she's uh such a little princess she loves to charge ahead and loves to be the first one to see something and then when they turn around and look at her she comes running back to me (laughs) well at least she knows enough to do that yeah that's so true but um so far as my gardening plans go i have uh, used a sheet of paper to map out what i wanted and i was going through some files and i found some diagrams that i had before and um, I think it helps 
if when you're having these great ideas for something new, if you put lots of details down, what your what your hopes and dreams were for this new bed that you're putting in or if you're adding someplace. Well, I have a booklet, my friend Sharon, <laughs> she actually goes around doing speaking about uh, raised or the raised beds and, and the square foot gardening. And so she has this booklet that she made and with little grids in there. So I looked and I looked at last year's grid on how I planted things. And now the great thing about that is this year I will plant things in different areas because you never want to plant things in the same place. So where I put my t- tomatoes last year, I'll put them in a different place. Yeah. And so that's important in any garden so you don't spread diseases and things. And I assume you probably do that too. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and even with the uh, uh, with the perennial beds, with the flower beds, um, I not only did I uh, do a map, but uh, for the tulips and the daffodils, but I put in color-coded um, sticks, markers, oh, and so now when I look out there, um, I look and it says uh, red. Well, I uh, there's red duct tape, and so I know that's the tulips. And I look someplace else, and if it's daffodils, it's uh, black duct tape. So. It's uh, one of the things uh, I, I found that when I made labels and I wrote on them, whether I used uh, a grease pencil or um, some kind of a ballpoint pen or, or those pens that are designed for that, after a winter in the garden, there was nothing left on them. Right. They just, the, the, the uh, writing was just washed off. I have gone to, <coughs> my sister creates these labels. She's got this special label maker, and I put them on those. They're like stainless steel signs That's, that I have yeah. that mark my, my hostas and things. But in my other garden, I've uh, just written on things. And it'll work, like you said, they, they wear off. Once, uh, before I, I got these metal things, though, one thing I did was I had these wooden stakes that I put by my hostas, and I actually took a wood burner and did wood uh, burning. And, oh, of course, yeah. then you can see it. But the problem was the stakes broke off at the soil, so I yeah. could still read what was there because of the etching in there but then I had that problem. that's a lot of work though too but it was fun I like it was oh. you know I love crafty things so oh yeah right so I was like oh right. look it I can make <laughs> yes yes yeah. well I love the idea that now I can look in my garden and I look at it I see a color and I know right there what's there that is a good idea yeah and I found out that um it's not just to put uh, one stake in I stake on all four sides. Yes, and with with the color, or if you don't want to use color on all four sides, at least get it at the head of the row. So, but duct tape, boy, that stuff that's that's really good stuff. It lasts a long time. Yeah, it does. And and you kind of when you put it around um, a stake, wrap it all the way around, and and then when you secure it. Secure it so wrap it back up to itself so at least you have a an overlap. Yeah, to itself. Right. Yeah, because otherwise it just seems like um, the rain and the wind and things to just uh, work at it and 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 it'll come loose. So this really secures it. And I did that when I wrapped my trees this fall. Mm-hmm. I took use use the the special wrapping paper that you use on your trees, and then I use the duct tape to. To, yep, yep, yep. To uh, secure it at the top, yeah. Yes. It's it's amazing. Uh, in the fall, everything is calm and collected and dry, and you think, oh, I don't have to do all that. You know, this is easy. I can just uh, put a little stake in the ground here, and then uh, then I'll know. And I had those markers, those plastic ones. They don't last. No, and 
just absolutely no more plastic for me. I, I agree. Oh, or if I'm going to do one more temporarily, I'll take wooden laths. I'll buy wooden laths. Yes. And then I'll, sometimes I'll take a, a marker and I'll write on them. And if I just want it for the season, it'll last the season. And then I don't have that plastic. Because I'm trying to get away from that, too, because that stuff lasts forever in the ground. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that I have done is um, I'll take, if I get a, a clear, like a, a milk jug, mm. and I can make labels there but and that's one way of using that and they last forever oh you mean just you i cut them apart too and make little plastic labels yeah yeah yeah. and and that works really well although let me say uh the writing washes off wears off it does but you do have at least something marking the spot right so so that's good well speaking of milk jugs we are collecting milk jugs now at our house uh, because it is going to be winter sewing time where you you actually put fill put a little dirt in the bottom of this milk jug you cut the top so it kind of flips back and then you'll plant seeds and just leave it out in the snow which there is no snow now and then they sprout when mother nature tells them to and i've done the that um winter sowing in the past and have Mm -hmm. had some good luck with it you know i've i've heard you talk about that and other people talk about that i have never done it i have so much wind uh, and things on the hill, they just blow. But you've got a surrounded yard, though. How do, do, if, we, if I put it in the garden, I mean, things move in there. I mean, the wind comes right oh, across okay. the, and just swoops in there and moves things around. And so uh, I haven't done that. I might just take um, and just see. Try it. You know, I've got, you, you always have those seeds. Well, I'm, I'm not going to plant those, you know. I could use those for my... Um, uh, experimental group and and see what happens if they if they stay placed. I could, maybe I could uh, put them in by the foundation, you know, real close. I kind of put it closer to the house so they yeah. won't blow. But and you, and by the way, you can't just put any seed outside for winter sowing. Only certain kinds, especially there are certain perennials and things that sure. But you just don't go out and throw your zinnia seeds or things like that because they don't work like sure that. sure and i would imagine that you put good drainage you you make uh, holes in the bottom oh of, i stab the bottom of that yeah. those plastic um, milk jugs and and then i leave the top i don't put the lid on so then it can have a little you know the natural snow or rain if we ever have any gets in there and sure sure but yeah. i've done that and i know uh, some of our other master gardener friends do that on a regular basis and and it's um it's it's a good way to do it and get a little early start yep. and let Mother Mother Nature kind of tell you what. I think on. the most important thing is uh, you want to be sure and get some potting soil because if right. you're going to put it into good, something like that, yeah. Good drainage and yeah, also right. it, with this dry weather, you might have to even put some water in there because they're not going to yeah, maintain yeah. moisture. You know, uh, the soil, uh, I was out looking at it and it isn't, you know, how... Uh, after we've had winter and we've had frost and we've had snow and thawing and that, a lot of times it's nice and fluffy, but uh, it's like pretty compacted and hard right now. So I think this spring we'll have to look at adding a lot more compost or organic matter. Oh, I just got sent something from uh, Laura about a seed swap uh, coming up by the Living Earth Center. Let me see if I can read this on... Um, let's see, it's a community seed and food swap. It's coming up on my computer right now. But I've gone to this seed swap before. You bring some seeds, other people bring seeds, and you can exchange. And that way, sure. you know, it, here it is. It says community seed swap. Wait a second. It is coming up on Saturday, February 24th at 1 p.m. 
Okay. And it says it's at one or nine thirty seven Charles Avenue. Now where is it? Is that the Living Earth Center, I wonder? Charles Avenue, that's in Nankiddo. Yeah, I know, but I don't know. It, it says it's from the, it says Community Seed and Food Swap. It's from the Living Earth Center, which is up by uh, Loyola, but it's... Uh, that's the former Good Council. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, Saturday, February 24th at 1 p.m. And I have gotten some good seeds from there in the past. I brought some that I had extras of, and, and that's a good way to, sure. um, you know, not waste those seeds. Cause if, if Did you, you say Charles Avenue? Yep, it says 9... 37 Charles Avenue, so I want to thank Laura Fletcher for sending that to me, and I appreciate that. Yeah, right. Uh, so, but that's a good way to get share seeds, and uh, if you have extras of something, let yes, somebody else yes. use them. And yeah, be sure. And if you know both um, uh, the species as well as the common name, that's a good Well, one. usually they're in the pack, original packages, but I've seen people put oh. them in little baggies. Like uh, one person brought... Um, Oh, what's it called? Uh, buck is it buckwheat? Yeah, buckwheat, and I planted that as a cover crop. I'd never grown that, so somebody sure. brought little bags of it. And so at at that seed swap a few years ago, I put that in my uh, garden that didn't have the best soil at the by the lake house, and I had this nice crop of buckwheat, and then I tilled it under sure. and had some nice um, green manure. So it, oh yeah, it, that works really well. You get all that organic matter. You know, um, uh, at the master gardeners this last fall, somebody brought they had collected milkweed seeds. Were you there that night when they yes, distributed the milkweed? So people yeah. can put yeah. them out. And those are good ones to do winter sowing with, too. Yes, exactly. So if you are a person who has, maybe don't have any regular plant seeds, but you have a nice crop of milkweed or something like that, be sure and uh, when they're ready, pick them and dry them and, and, and swap them with somebody else. Or just make them available to other people. Yeah, maybe uh, at the seed swap that they have at the Living Earth Center. Good place to bring them. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, exactly. Let people know that you've got them. Don't assume that nobody will want, will say, or that everybody will say, I don't want that. Yep, because somebody will. Yeah, they will want that. Exactly. All right, but we are out of time. But man, great discussion today. It's always fun to chat with you. And you'll be looking at your seed catalogs and reading the fine print. And I will be too. <laughs> uh, yes. Well, thank you very much. Appreciate it. And thanks to Laura for sending yeah. in her question. We love to hear from our listeners. So if there's anything on your mind, even if it's a complaint, We'd love to hear that, too. That's right. Thanks a lot, Barb. Thank you, Karen.